This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back. We're continuing on with Kelly and Remia well into hour two of the show. Quick reminders, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time is when we air live on AMI-tv. You can catch the first edition of the show at 4 p.m. Eastern time on weekdays on AMI-audio. And if all that is just too much for you to bother with, go to your favorite podcast platform and find us there. We'll give you reminders uh, day in, day out, so you can keep posted. Kelly McDonald, over to you. Thank you. Well, and we're getting lined up as we walk through our second hour of the program. It's time to mess around a little bit. Let's let's maybe get into some gaming, folks, as we welcome on the second Thursdays of the month, we uh, do some accessible gaming with Marcus McCracken. Marcus, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me back. Mm-hmm. Life well. Anything we should know you're doing and promote here? Uh, YouTube, anything? I'm always on YouTube, but um, I recently just won a copy from my friends over at Three Dads in a Console and Outright Games, a Christmas game, actually. It's called The Grinch, Christmas Adventures. Um, mm. It's meant for kids. It's a family-oriented game like mm-hmm. all Outright Games are. I just double-checked the settings today. There are no accessibility. However, with that said, there's not much of anything for settings. It's a straightforward game. You're pretty much going around trying to steal all the presents collecting puzzles <laughs> pretty much to, to steal Christmas. Um, I did a quick review on Monday about it. I attempted to play it today a little bit just to double check the settings, to make sure I didn't say something that was incorrect. And my wife is actually still playing it now. <laughs> and is that because she's a Christmas person or just having fun kind of with the idea? Give me that present. You don't need that. I'll take that. Uh, <laughs> I think she just got addicted to it. It's oh. like, like I said, it's a really f- uh, fun, friendly, kid safe game as well. Yeah. Um, it's actually, I might actually get inspired to do more uh, reviews for outright games okay. when it comes to kids' games because of how simplified they are. Yeah, give us some wow. um, an idea of what the game is, and then we can get into a broader conversation about kids' games. Well, like I said, if you're familiar with the Grinch, you're trying to. Uh, steal christmas Mm. so you're literally going around the board it's pretty much a straight uh screen menu you're just going around collecting the presents dodging things like uh, spiders there's a couple um nutcrackers in the game um boulders that you got to move you also have a companion his name is max he will help you in certain areas such as opening like getting on the other side of a door to grab some presents or helping you get in that locked door mm. you also have mm. to hide sometimes because you don't want the families to wake up and catch you trying to steal their gifts oh nice so right. It, right. Yeah, it's a pretty straightforward game what happens if the families oh. wake up they will catch you and you just uh start over from that <laughs> point <laughs> at another house <laughs> no, it, it, you have to actually pass restart. It. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. you do have to get through it. So, yeah. when without having necessarily accessible uh, functionality um, for yourself, can you at least make it a little large print for the things, the menus, or anything? What What do you feel makes it something that um, we could go in and, and play around with? Is there some good audio stuff? Does Max help you? Okay, so. Um, Max is very quick to help you. So you only when you switch to the dog. You've got like mm-hmm. a mo- uh, matter of seconds to use them. Um, but wow. as far as the accessibility goes, uh, when I first reviewed it on Monday, I had uh, the Zoom with the Xbox that's built in. 
just to, to read the menus. Uh, other than that, I haven't used it. Depending on your vision level, it is very possible to play, or you can use the co-op, the co-pilot feature. So you ah. could, if I wanted to play with my wife, then we could just use the one controller, but hooked up to two controls. Yep. So it's very well doable. Mm. Um, anything else around the accessibility of this game other than co-pilot, which we brought up in other scenarios also? Not really, but like I said, there is no accessibility settings built into the game. Yep. But with, but with that the console said, itself? Can, the console, if you need magnification, you can go in and, and turn the zoom on. That works for the PlayStation and the Xbox as well. And okay. uh, yeah, it's there is a story um, narrated, but it's all riddles. So it's literally a riddle poem game. Right. The way the the way the Grinch or the narrator yes. for the Grinch would speak, the whole thing, the way it was written in. Um yep. is is doing the co co-pilot co kind of thing. Do you guys feel for a lot of people in the position of if a family has something and, and say maybe dad or mom is vision impaired or the child and mom's playing it with you? Um it, it's it's still again a companion with you playing the game. Does it take away, Marcus, your feel? of fun like again we're talking kids or whatever but someone who games like yourself to get into this are you more or less likely because you if you were to need the copa are you more or less likely to get into this game as a regular play at this time of the year for myself personally no it all depends like it's teamwork so if um for instance for this christmas game if we used a copilot i would just have my wife tell me when to jump if I needed to jump over something or she could just mm -hmm. point me in a direction to get the presence. So it's a team effort. I've played um, AAA games the same way. It all depends right. on how hardcore of a gamer you are. If you're looking for that satisfaction of being just by yourself, then I personally wouldn't recommend a cold pilot. But if you're looking to have fun and you want to enjoy it, then you just uh, make a team effort. One person yeah. does this and the other person will do that. And that's what I thought, you know, if you're, and again, coming from a time where I would have had to do that with my parents or or mm. have them say, okay, do this, work it. You know, I stop and think, but today, because there's so much access, because we talk about the accessibility. And again, I wonder, are people even more forgiving? Because I mean, a lot of kids, well, you know, the Grinch, man, Grinch was scary. Like, I'm surprised it's a kid's game, but I guess the Grinch <laughs> was a kid's show. But um, it it made me just kind of wonder when you have someone like yourself who is striving for so much accessibility and that's not going to come at the snap of a finger or overnight. Um, how much enjoyment can you have? How much does that co-pilot allow someone to to have that fun and feel, hey, I mean, it's great. You're playing it with mom, dad, your partner, whatever it might be. Um, I just wondered that from, like you say, if someone's a real heavy gamer, but I can understand someone who may not necessarily be or new at it. Uh, it, it definitely might might be that kind of fun. Yeah, it's it especially kicks into play for the um, certain puzzles within certain games as well. So, if you are playing with somebody and you're absolutely getting frustrated, just have, have your friend or wife or whatever just pick up the other controller and say, "Can you help me out here?" It's it's got a lot of advantages. I haven't found a disadvantage yet. Besides, we have a tendency to step argue of which way to go but that's just my wife and i <laughs> that's some and i think that's what some of the games are meant to be like in yeah. that in that sense so can she tell you quick enough 
jump or whatever. Like, how do you guys get that routine down? Because there's a benefit too of knowing each other, knowing the, as you learn the game. Um, because some people might, uh, 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 oh, never mind, you're, you're dead or whatever it might be for the game. Sorry, you're out. You've been caught by the family and now the, the father's throwing you out the door. Again, it all depends on like the, the game and the level of play you're playing. The Grinch, it's, it's pretty basic. So you're either going to, I think I managed to jump on a spider once or twice, but I have a habit of just pushing buttons <laughs> when I know my wife yeah. is going to play with me. So I'll just keep jumping until she tells me to stop. <laughs> yeah. You went through the ceiling, quit it, will you? <laughs> Marcus, we uh, often talk about replayability with games, and I'm curious when you're picking up a, a kid's game, how you... Um, test replayability if this isn't even a, a consideration for you or you're just kind of going through it to see how fun it is that first time around what's engaging about it like that co-pilot um you know process that you're still working on like i guess testing and playing through that way but do you think about replayability um this one it was actually because I had won a copy of it. So I figured I might as well give it a try. Yeah. Uh, both my kids are grown. So it'll be a while before our grandson can play it. So it will be definitely re replayed once he's old enough to play it. Um, I think there's a lot of replayable, especially in Christmas games. It only comes once a year. Mm -hmm. So by the time it comes around again, you'll forget what to do and you'd have to replay it if you want to play it. True. Uh, and, um, and is this something that you would go back to or do you think that people would go back to if you were to project seasonally at least oh i think so especially when it comes to outright because they're focused on family kid games yeah so if yeah. if they can yeah. add to um and it's a the grinch or even a, yeah if they can well, add to and, the grinch. and marcus could you do that with this one in your mind obviously okay i i'm sorry on probably the question but accessibility wise what what would you feel how easy to make this one that way and do you think it would be a big enough game that it would be worth the, the worth it to them to do so I think if they wanted to add an accessibility setting in it for subtitles, that would be one major thing. Um, if they keep adding to their games in general and have that right mindset like they, I know they are getting, uh, I think it'd be a, a beneficial in the long run because uh, gamers are all ages. Um, yeah. And especially with uh, parents with young ones now looking to get them into possibly gaming and uh educational games and just fun games we do need to hit that accessible like accessibility options within uh, some of these developers and i think outright would do that um i, I haven't tested a lot of them this is my first hands-on mm -hmm. but that's when i go to uh, uh my, my guys at three dads in a console who always play their their uh, spokespersons for out outright games mm-hmm mm it's interesting to think about seasonal games because you you do have to put them in a different category altogether, yeah, right? Yep, it's do. not just a genre, it's time of year, it's maximizing and optimizing how many people you can get uh, into that. Because as soon as, you know, Jan 1st hits, you're out. You're not thinking Christmas anymore or festivities or the Grinch. So, yeah, I wonder how much consideration is put into will people come back next year or uh, if people, like, if game um distributors and uh developers just think you know it's got to be a one and done and that's the way we have to think about it for marketing purposes i think if they do all right they could either add to the grinch uh i was never really a fan of the grinch so i don't know how much more they could add to it or they could just develop um 
a different thing. Another, another Christmas story yeah. type game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess but if even the... just an update to it to take in this into account and care because it would be it's the naming it's such a classic mm. and even yeah. if it's not necessarily an update there are things that i'm sure you could pick up like you know patterns or mechanisms of the game that people enjoyed because there's stuff that people are looking for that we're just not aware of right like does this work does this work as a game? Does this work as a concept in the game? Uh, do people enjoy this particular aspect of gameplay? And then put that concept into another game, that cookie cutter. Uh, well, absolutely. I, I think yeah. that's very well possible. Mm-hmm. Possible. I, I think with a game like this, because of what it is, it's what it is. It would be that hoping that it has a longevity and people want it every year, that families like playing it. Like we have those board games and certain things you would only break out at Christmas time, because of, I I think that um, once you had this set a certain way, then you'd probably get the cry of "Don't go changing it," because of people. Yeah. When it comes to classic, things stay interesting. Marcus Powell, thank you, man. Thank you. Always fun to talk games, Christmas games, The Grinch. Uh, we get accessible gaming with Marcus McCracken on the second Thursday of the month, right here on Kelly and Romeo and. I wonder, you know, Ramya, you think about, and I don't know how many games are out there with that kind of Christmas feel, like is there a Silent Night game? Is You mm. know, just other ones that are out there. But it's interesting because you think you create this game, which is different than the show, the movie, the play, the, the story, the, the the Grinch story, I'm sure. Right. And, and it's, they've made up their own. I don't know if there's other similar games kind of called Grinch 2 or Grinch something else or the Grinch did this or that. But it's really an interesting idea when you think about what do you do to change it? Do you improve on it or not? That's a very mm. interesting question. Yeah, and and how much in development is something like this for you to you know really invest in it, or is it just a throwaway? Is it just a possibility? Yeah, it does and seem like a one-off, doesn't exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. All right, well, interesting things to think about and uh, talk through with um, Marcus. So like having him on monthly. After the break, we have the weekly roundtable. Our guest today is Vice President of Content Development and Operations at AMI, John Melville. Kelly McDonald has picked some topics for us, maybe some probing questions for John. I guess we'll find out after the break. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.